Syracuse represents so much to its alumni. I don't care what major you were in. I don't care what experience you had. We have some level of community that we all share. And Adam Fazakerly says for him, that level of community has only grown as he's become more involved with his alma mater in recent years. The 1996 grad and his wife, Amy, serve on the library board. They mentor aspiring entrepreneurs through the Blackstone Launchpad and have recently connected with the Institute for Veterans and Military Families. Hi, I'm Chris Velarde, class of 1995, Director of Communications in Syracuse University's Office of Alumni Engagement. Thanks for checking out this CUSE conversation with Adam Fizakerly. We sat down with him recently to talk about how he came to Syracuse to be an engineer. Didn't leave that way. He left an entrepreneur. Also talk about how he and his wife build businesses and why he gets so much from giving back to current students. Well, Adam, first, thank you for being with us. Appreciate Thanks it. so much, Chris. We're yeah. sitting here in the offices of the Institute for Veterans and Military Families on Syracuse University's campus, and we know that being here in this office and talking about entrepreneurship, these are two crucially important things to the Syracuse University community. They are also crucially important to you. Back us up a little bit and tell us how we got to where we are right now. That sounds great. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, Amy and I have been really uh, involved in Syracuse from the entrepreneurship side. About a year ago, we started working with student founders, trying to help them build their business. And as we got more and more involved, we started working with them on a weekly level, helping them develop ideas, helping them understand the importance of intellectual property. And the connection point for us initially was the launch pad in Bird Library. Yeah. So, um, you know, seeing the, the what these students were doing, what they were building, how far forward they were than when we were in school. The resources that they had, we felt that um, us being founders, being serial entrepreneurs, and also being at a point where maybe we've learned the hard way many, many times, we've gotten to a certain point of success commercially. If we can help them and help build their companies, then we can give that time and create better community within Syracuse and also create better founders uh, in the whole infrastructure. And, and so, um, Amy Fazakerly, my wife and co-founder, were both on the library board because of that involvement with student entrepreneurs, and it's been an incredible ride. Uh, we've been welcomed in every way from day one, uh, from a, here are the students, as much as you want to give of your time, they'll take it, and their appreciation has been amazing. There, there's so much that I want to talk about in terms of the student entrepreneurship aspect of, of what's happening here on campus and, and your involvement and the importance of that. Um, let's jump to the to the, the, the veteran sure. portion of that. Absolutely. What, what brings you to IVMF? How does that tie in? Well, I was an Air Force kid. My dad was a fighter pilot for more than 20 years. He dedicated his life to our country and growing up in that environment, that meant everything. Yeah. So commercial success for the last nine years with Lango has been incredible, but creating a product for soldiers, sailors, aviators, first responders for us was something that we took nine years of commercial wisdom, knowledge, failures, and built a product for the military and military facing. Um, for us, we launched it three weeks ago. It's been incredibly accepted by the Army community where we had launched it. Uh, it's, it's moved its way through the Defense Logistics Agency. 
It's on its way to Fort Benning. Um, but this is more than just a product for us. And so our involvement with IVMF, and in, in particular, veterans who have been deployed many, many times, really to a point where we want to help them back integrate back into society. If you want to be a founder, that's incredible. You've served our country. Now it's time for IVMF for other founders to help you build that. And you know, the, the thing about the entrepreneurship community and the club is I don't care if you are an incredibly successful founder who has millions of sales, or if you're someone who just simply has an idea, once you take that first risk and decide to move away, you are part and on equal surface um, as far as being in that world. And so we look at each other face to face and we say, how do we help build this? And, and really the connection with the veterans for us, launching a military facing product, uh, our job is not to sell to the military. Our job is not to sell to first responders. Our job is to do what we've always done from day one with Lay and Go, which is educate. If we can find a use, let's, let's put it into, um, you know, put it on boats. Let's put it into the army. Let's figure out how we can benefit aviators. Yeah. How do you make their life easier, more tactically efficient and work from there? Yeah. And, and that's kind of the idea of entrepreneurship is see a problem, figure out a solution. I mean, that, that's kind of in the most basic boiled down terms. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. And for us personally, we started out of sheer there was nothing on the market. It was, we had a bunch of Lego laying around and it was scattered throughout the house. Any and parent can relate. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I think we can. Small parts and pieces, whether you're a soldier or whether you're a child with 10,000 Lego floating around, yeah. you need the ability to see everything. You need to be able to contain it and you need to immediately be able to zip it up and put it away. So, uh, you know, our connection seems interesting but it really our patented solution um which we have two utility patents on the on the invention it offers a different way to approach containment storage and also access so um you know we originally started with lego and we were able to move it into different worlds take pivots the cosmetic bag was fortunate enough to work its way into the mass markets um costco qvc yeah um, you know, Amazon is a big channel, but as we launch into new markets, Target in March, it's forever growing and we're forever learning. But with the military, we're starting to see it being able to benefit not just soldiers, but also mechanics, yeah. uh, combat priests, you know, who are in the worst conditions, but they still want to say mass. Um, people like um, administrators and then from every soldier's normal day to day task of Toiletries with limited space, it just solves a problem. Yeah, that's so what opportunity about. and our, our biggest goal is maybe listen a little bit more than talk and make sure that these student founders know that you are a founder. You're not a student founder, you're an <laughs> entrepreneur. You just happen to be a lot younger than maybe a lot of the people that the first time they take that jump. Yeah, and, and that is kind of transitions us well to, to talk about that aspect of what you're doing here on campus with these student entrepreneurs. One of the things that that we've heard in other places is if you're an entrepreneur, don't go to college, just go invent your stuff, go do things. Um, that idea here is, well, well, if you go somewhere else and you don't come to Syracuse, you don't come to, a, to a, a university setting like this where there are so many resources and such a support system in place, there's a lot of pieces you may not be able to 
to figure out and pick up yourself. Talk a little about the infrastructure that's in place here to support these founders, these students on every level. Absolutely. Well, I've always taken the approach that um, if someone didn't go to college, I look them square in the eye and I say, you didn't miss out on the education. You probably have learned a, a, a massive amount of life education. You missed out on the fun stuff. <laughs> well, no doubt. And that's what was really important. I, I figured out who I was as a person, not as a part of a family, but as an individual who's being judged by everybody, by you know who you are as a person and, and who do you want to become uh, once you leave the confines of Syracuse and, and university in general. So I think that for student entrepreneurs, hey, go for it if that's your thing and, and make your own decisions. You can always come back to school, but my encouragement is you can do both. And I was able to, um, I knew I always wanted to be a founder. Uh, the internet came along. I saw the opportunity that civil engineering for me at Syracuse after two and a half years was not a perfect fit. Yeah. I went from wanting to be an overpaid construction worker <laughs> to wanting to build what this world of, of virtual websites and um, databases and how do you create this resource that needed feeding? It needed to be built. It needed to be coded out. And so that was really the connection point for me for turning away all the stock options that I had access to back in Virginia and coming back and finishing my school, finishing it through Whitman with a marketing degree. I had to decide, you know, where do I go? And Whitman was a fantastic way to end it um, and and to graduate. But for student founders. You have all of these great resources, um, particularly in the Launchpad. Amy and I saw resources that were world class. They weren't world class for a university. They were world class for any resource. Yeah. Um, Linda, who probably will hate that I'm mentioning her <laughs> in the Launchpad, is one of the single greatest resources that we have ever seen. Um, she's so giving with her time. She's incredibly giving with her knowledge, her community, her wisdom, her network. And that helps students understand that there's someone behind them. And that failure point is, um, it's just not what they worry about anymore. Yeah. They worry about how do I take this wisdom that these mentors are giving me and how do I execute? And that, that gives them instead of a massive chunk to think about, it gives them what's the next hurdle to go over? And then what's the next brick wall to climb? And, and as they develop their products, we push them to be better. We push them to be worthy of intellectual property. And having that environment is a lot better than sitting alone in a dark space trying to develop your idea. No doubt about it. And there's so many things that go into it as well. If you want to, to found your own business or you want to create a product, you can't just be a creator. You can't just be a builder. You have to also understand the idea of marketing, of accounting, of all of the other pieces that come into play. And I, I think that's one of the things that I think is so impressive about what I've seen through the entrepreneurship ecosystem at Syracuse is that you've got experts in all of those places who can who can give you advice and who can lead you in the right direction. That's exactly right. And as a startup who's trying to minimize your burn rate, you at times have to wear 15 different hats. Absolutely. 15 might be too few. I mean, it, it's right. But there, <laughs> it's there are lot. some core, right. I mean, one of the hats is being a lawyer, but right. at any given day, I'm acting as a patent lawyer, a trademark lawyer, uh, intellectual property, infringement, 
um, a, a, a tax attorney, you're, you're juggling things. You always have to lean back when you get to the point where you're over, you know, you're a little bit over your skill set. That's where you reach out. You build that skill set and you make sure that um, you don't hurt the company. You don't hurt the idea that you're building. And so as a student, hopefully you're gaining those pieces of knowledge so that you understand how to pull up QuickBooks and you understand how to run a PL report and you understand how to decipher it. So yes, there's the accounting part of it, but you also want to have a good tax attorney who keeps you out of jail and who doesn't let you fall into pitfalls of greed. Instead, you figure out how to build an effective company. And you know the different hats for us are manufacturing. As a graphic designer who founded a company in 1999, I do a mass amount of graphic design. Sometimes that gets in the way of the work as a chief operating officer that I should probably be doing. But again, we choose to run our company the way we want to. Yep. And we don't make any apologies for gaining information and being able to do things ourselves at times and giving up the fact that maybe it's not the best thing all the time for the bottom line. Um, but you know, there, there are situations where we're helping students understand scale is important. As you grow, you know, I don't try to, and, and our team doesn't try to send things out using um, our own uh, warehouse. We have a warehouse that does all that for us. Right now, there are tons of units being shipped out and palletized, and that's fantastic. We don't have to think about it. Yeah. Is, is it fair to say that part of being a good entrepreneur is, is understanding where it's best to kind of take a little control away from yourself, allow some, some of the other folks to do certain jobs and say, okay, I trust that they can do it and do it well. I think that's what they tell you the day one yeah. in entrepreneurship and, 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 you know, it's the hardest thing that on day 7,000, you still are not willing to do it. It's your baby, right? Well, <laughs> it is. And, and, um, when you do it and when you trust the right people and you hire properly, that's when you become an effective entrepreneur. And we are really good at, in some cases with that, and we're really bad in others, but it's a continuous learning environment. Right. And that's when our feeling of give back to, to student founders, but don't be surprised when they give back to you. It's been the most helpful thing for us because I was disconnected from Syracuse other than the athletics, other than the fact that um, Amy dresses our kids and totally supports uh, Syracuse gear. Well done. Um, good. It's it's amazing. <laughs> their their cubbies look like uh, an orange exploded. <laughs> but the connection over the years has dwindled. Yeah. From a formal, you know, connection and feeling like we could go up there and we would have a full plate of things to do, and just by giving a little bit of our time initially and and coming up here and just telling founders and Bird Library was the first one to step up. And our support from Kate Laseco, who we just said, we want to help. How do we give our time? They were immediately plugging us into opportunities. The Launchpad and Bird Library and David Seaman were, and his, and his executive team yeah. were so open instead of closed that we were able to give that time back. And we benefited from it by not only trying to give back to student entrepreneurs, but also in finding that connection and that community. We are back in it to the point where we're running from one thing to the next over the course of five days, 
and we skipped breakfast and lunch because we had to teach four classes yesterday <laughs> and we were so pumped and, and excited about it. I'll tell you what, you're you're making such a great point and it's a point that in, in the work of alumni engagement, which, which I do, is such a crucial component. Um, and to hear you say it is is very rewarding to me, and and I hope people are hearing that that we use the the phrase "give back," but you're telling me what you're getting out of that giving back. You're you're getting as much back from your experience with the students and your opportunities to to really reconnect with your alma mater, and and that's a real powerful thing. It's it's everything, and I think that the idea that Syracuse represents so much to its alumni. It's a, such a unique idea that most schools don't have. It may be the probably the most important thing that we all share. I don't care what major you were in. I don't care what experience you had. We have some level of community that we all share. And so by us reconnecting to that community a little bit more than just, you know, go Cuse on yeah. TV. And, and, you know, we all live in very different places. We have friends that are living internationally. We have friends that are, you know, West Coast, East Coast. But when you do reconnect and when you do give a little bit of time, don't be surprised when it benefits you almost as much or if not more than what you're giving. Um, it's, it's, it's something that we didn't expect and the university wholeheartedly let us into their world. Yeah, it, it really is a two-way street. I mean, the students benefit so much. I, I was at Newhouse the other night for an event um, honoring Sandy Montag, a sports agent, a lot of sportscasters are there. But to see the students and these stars of sportscasting, you know, the Mike Tarikos and Ian Eagles of the world, having conversations and, and helping and sharing their knowledge and remembering that they were that kid at Newhouse a few years ago. It's such a powerful two-way street and it's it's wonderful to watch and it's great to hear from an alumni perspective uh, what you get to take away from it. Well, and Amy and I walked into the classes that we were invited into and, and that's an incredible honor to, to have a professor say, we want you in here with our students and what was supposed to be a 30 minute pitch turned into five and a half hours of teaching over the course of the day from one professor triangulating and saying, can you do this class, this class, this class? Yeah. Um, and all the classes really were very different. There were some higher level entrepreneurship classes. There were some introductory uh, entrepreneurship classes where 40 kids, two of them were Whitman students. Maybe wow. we connected with a couple of them. Uh, we've I, I had emails back already from some of them saying, thank you so much. I never even thought of entrepreneurism. I just thought of it as a class. And so our connection point is maybe for me more to students that were like myself. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be an engineer, but I needed to pivot because it wasn't fulfilling some part of me. And trust me, engineering, if you can get an engineering degree from this university, you have well earned it. It is a amazingly grueling process, but I understand that from different areas. I just also understand personalities. I was a founder and that to me was so important. And so having the honor of working with the students um, and trying to break those barriers down, that was the biggest focus yesterday was, hey, we're gonna tell you, and tr but try not to dwell on the fact that we grew a company. Let's start with square one. Here's how to price a product. Yeah. You know, it's called keystoning. Okay, if, if you price it too high or price it too low, you're either going to go out of business or you're not gonna be able to sell to certain markets. It's that simple. Yeah. Let's not worry about it. If you're gonna market a product and you wanna spend a couple dollars, do you wanna start 
in January when everybody's paying their credit card bills or <laughs> in October where everyone's shopping for the holidays. You know, let's make big macro decisions as, as student entrepreneurs and let's not worry about the fact that I just had eight hours of classes. Everyone's telling me 50 things to do. I just want to start a business. And so the idea for them is build the best product. And that is for everyone. I said, yeah. look, you don't have to be a student founder. If you want to be a great marketer, go work for a company where you love the product. It, it, you'd be amazed at how good you will become as a marketer when you actually market a great product and you sell a great product or you get behind it or you promote it. it, it your passion is there. Your tank is full so that when all the negative stuff comes and all the difficulty of infringement and the warehouse supply chain is broken and all this other stuff, your tank is full, you can deal with it, and then you can keep moving on. Yeah. And so the message to students needs to be by anyone, whether you're Mike Tirico, um, who we had the pleasure to meet in the box, yeah. um, or whether you're just um, you know, a person like us who was you know, self-made founder, who just started from a simple family need. All of these students can benefit from understand they can get there, they don't have to do it all at once, and let's start from square one and let us, as people who have been through, maybe made a few mistakes, made a lot of them in some of our cases. Um, this is how you get to the point where your goals align, not our goals. Our right. goals are very different from yours. Yep. You may want to build something small that is perfect and change the world. You may want to build something big that's perfect and changes the world. <laughs> but try to change the world. Try to build a product that's easier to market and put out in the world that people respond to. Yeah. I, I love that idea of kind of unlocking that, you know, that the kid who maybe never thought of, of being that entrepreneur, never thought they had the self-confidence to, to go that direction and, and take those risks. And, and, you know, maybe you do have that impact on, on the kid who just saw it as a class and didn't see it as, as a, a future. And, you know, you unlock something and that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. Let's take a quick trip down memory lane. Okay. We were here around the same time. You're a 96 grad, right? That's right. I'm a 95 grad. Okay. What do you, what stands out to you about um, your time, your, your time at Syracuse on campus? What, what are your, your great memories of your time as a student? Well, starting coming in, you feel like you're immediately a part of a community. Uh, Day Hall. That's where I was. Room 321. I was on the eighth floor. Well, three, three was. <laughs> I had a lot of friends on three though. It was yeah. a pretty cool spot. We, we, were, we took the stairs a lot. So, um, <laughs> no, it, Day Hall was, a, and, and Flint and, and that whole Mount Olympus was a great rallying point. Um, Saturday football games where we would go down the hill and we would play uh, tackle football. We, we wouldn't play, <laughs> and, and we had broken arms and all that other good stuff. Yep. Um, that, that was what I thought the rest of my time at Syracuse would be. Um, that mixed with... Uh, you know, the educational side of things. Um, I didn't think I would join a fraternity and I had a friend basically pull me out of bed and say, just give this a try. Yeah. Um, I ended up trying it. Our house was, um, we won the chancellor's award, um, at least once while I was here, our feeling was, you know, we could walk into any other fraternity and we had a lot of friends. Um, uh, we gave every year to the rape awareness center. It became, not only uh, an education for us, but also it became a very important part of who I became. Yeah. Um, I think that in general, um, the people that were independents and stayed away from the Greek community had an equally incredible experience and they were all part of our lives. And so um, that was a, a big part of it. Um, but I think that 
understanding how important the decision to pivot and going from, okay, I have to make this decision, not my parents. Yeah. Go from engineering, move yourself over into to business, um, chase your dreams, go after the internet. That's really cool. Um, and all the support. Um, when you talk about uh, the single most effective change, I think, in a student's life, and for me in particular, they were the professors. So Doc Wallen, who was my TDM, Transportation Distribution Management Professor, um, he changed my life. He expected more of us, and he did it in a fun way. Um, I had um, operations professors. I had marketing professors who just would look at me and go, you're not trying your hardest. You're not doing your best. You need to push it. Um, I think his name was Dave Whitaker, was an early uh, proponent for an, a triple E program. And he was, and I'm hoping I'm getting his last name right, um, but he was our professor. And to a certain point, it was the Wild West. It was a brand new program. Right. And just being able to open up that world of education and go, okay, it's entrepreneurship. Write a paper about what your company is. Well, it's funny. I thought it was kind of a throwaway Puma Industries. And um, it would be fun to reread that. <laughs> but it was a loose um, guideline for what Concept2 Creations became, which was a company I founded in 99. And it really almost was absorbed into Lango because of the amount of technology and development and design that was needed. Um, so you would really be surprised, I think, for that whole opportunity going down in those four years, friends, there is no doubt that, I mean, you can speak to it. It's, yeah. it's amazing how the friends pull you through those tough times. The friends are there for the great times. Um, I think that there are opportunities that, you know, when looking back, it was um, the relationships, you know, whether they were close or whether you met them four weeks before graduation. I always describe yeah. Syracuse as this. I couldn't go um, 15 feet without meeting somebody, but or I couldn't go 15 feet without seeing someone you knew, yeah. but I couldn't go a day without meeting somebody who I had never met. And it was a, yeah. it was a very small yet big university. Yeah. And that was always important. And, and I think that the common experience for all of us was we had a great time and we worked hard doing it. Yeah. Final uh, question. And, and it's become um, recently kind of my favorite question to ask alumni what does it mean to you to be orange? I think we, we've talked about it the whole time, which is community. And it's whether you have an experience that is exactly the same as another. I think it's the fact that there's a community. There's the, uh, we, we have a local bar and restaurant where my wife and I met. And there's a Syracuse banner in there. And I'm not really sure who put it there. But it doesn't move. Yeah. And this is in Virginia. And when I walk in and I bring friends with me, they're like, oh, you obviously put that there. I said, <laughs> nope, I didn't put it there. But you know what? It means a whole lot to us. And uh, when we have founders come and visit us, um, it was funny. that the, the group of student founders are amazing. You, we came and worked with them. We said, anybody wants to visit D.C., we'll hook you up with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. We'll do this. We'll, we'll have some fun. We'll... A week later, you know, they're down in your house. They're staying with you. And <laughs> right. they're, they want to be connected. They're, they're sponges. Yeah. And so um, I think that Be Orange 
changes in terms of who you are, but I think there is a common experience that we all share and that we all get behind. And it's a community that keeps growing throughout your life. Doesn't just exist in the four years you're here, that's for sure. No, and I think that you and I in two minutes of talking that first time, we just instantly have a jump point. We have an instantly relatable experience where we shake each other's hand, we can kind of cut through a lot of things that we don't have to talk about and we get to move on with building a new relationship that continues to go. It's, it's a powerful awesome. thing. It is. It, it is. is amazingly powerful. And and we are we want to thank the library board because David Seaman and his team, they've brought us on the the resources that they have are completely changing. And so where I didn't think I fit their commitment to entrepreneurism, we've never fit better with the efforts that Bird is taking on. Um, you know, it's it's amazing to see what they're doing. Um, the involvement, the undergraduate research that they're letting their students do, they're, they're letting them have $5,000 grants that they apply for. Um, and instead of waiting until you're a grad student, you're able to build um, and work with, ju- with uh, juniors and seniors that are able to be mentors. And the, the development, aside from the launch pad and seeing what they're doing is incredible. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. And, and I, I think you said the word evolving. It continues to evolve because it has to. That's that's where we are. It if is. you're not evolving, you, you're not advancing and, and you get stuck. And that's not a good place to be. Well, I think the good part is that Syracuse in general looks like it's moving incredibly forward. Um, and it always does seem like it's yeah. that way. But there's something special about what we're all seeing and talking about right now. No doubt about it. I appreciate uh, the time you spent um, and the time you're spending with the students here. Thanks very much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Take care. And my thanks again to Adam Fazakerly, class of 96, for joining me for this Cuse Conversations podcast. We've got a link to Adam and his wife's company, Lay and Go, which you heard about during the conversation in the description. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can find the Cuse Conversations podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll subscribe and give us a review and suggest a guest for us, maybe even you. Are you an alum with a fun story doing great things? Let us know. Email us at sualumni at syr.edu. Send us a note on Twitter. We're at sualums or connect with me directly. I'm at C. Velarde. We'll talk to you again soon. Go Orange. Go Orange.